Okay. Hey there. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're back at another episode of the Community Pulse. This is episode five, and I am your host, Jason Hand, at Jason Hand on Twitter. And I'm your co-host, Mary Thingval, at Mary underscore Grace on Twitter. And we've got two awesome guests with us today here. We've got Carrie Jones and David Spinks from CMX Media. We'll let both of them introduce themselves just a little bit. Go ahead. Um, yeah. I'm Carrie Jones. Uh, I'm at CareMJO on Twitter. Um, and I am the director of content for CMX uh, after having built community for two startups in the Bay Area. Um, David and I joined forces to um, really build the community industry as a whole together. So we've been doing that since 2014. Um, so for almost two years, coming up on two years now. So, yeah. And uh, I'm the CEO of CMX. Um, I've been building community my whole life, professionally, for about eight years. Um, and basically, yeah, just over time, I uh, got to know a lot of other community professionals, and I built community for a number of different companies. I built a few companies and just consistently ran into a lot of the same challenges over and over again, um, recognizing that there were a lot of other people running into very similar challenges as community professionals and seeing the severe lack of resources and, and ironically community for community professionals. Uh, launched CMX in February of 2014. Um, and now, you know, it's kind of quickly become uh, the well-known hub for the, the community industry uh, through our summits, through our online community, through all the content that we work on. Um, we're basically working to advance the community industry and give community professionals all the tools and resources they need to be successful. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, that's kind of how we uh, came to know you all um, was through the CMX. Um, uh, basically, for me anyway, it was the CMX uh, group on Facebook was uh, how I came to know both of you. Uh, Mary, I think, had known you a little bit longer, so I'll, uh, maybe Mary can speak to that. But um, once I got brought into that Facebook group, um, started meeting a lot of really interesting people and, and talking about some really great, um, interesting topics that are uh, related to, to community and just sort of... Um, I don't know, like not, not just like how to build a community, but even some more meta type of things. Um, so anyway, we can definitely share that in the, in the show notes, but uh, I'd like to commend you on the Facebook page. It's a definite uh, great resource for, for those of us in the community, um, community, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know I came across the Facebook group, uh, several months ago, I guess. And Carrie, I met you at CLS. Um, we spent a little bit of time talking about it and I'm actually curious, um, I mean, you guys have done a few CMX summits now. You've got the the Facebook group. Things seem to be going really well. But I know, David, you mentioned, you know, there haven't been a lot of resources for community managers. So how did you figure out how to start that and where to go and what to do? Um, I mean, it wasn't exactly like an overnight aha. It kind of was the culmination of everything I've worked on in my career. Um, so starting to build community really early on, just started having these conversations. I enjoy writing, so I started writing a lot about it. Um, I actually ended up co-founding the communitymanager.com about five years ago now, um, which is one of the first blogs about community uh, as a profession and how to do it on a strategic level. And through that, just continued to build a network of community professionals, build a reputation, and... and Get a deeper understanding of what everyone's needs are 
uh, it led to, you know, launching CMX Summit, the conference, which by the time, you know, I, I don't think I ever felt very comfortable launching it, both because I don't think the industry was ready yet, and I don't think I felt ready yet. Um, and then when we finally launched the first summit, um, it was at a point where it, things were starting to culminate. It was clear that there were a lot of people doing this. More companies started to become interested in it. And um, just kind of threw it out there without really knowing what the response would be. Um, I was really nervous, honestly, because I've never been a conference before. And, you know, we started CMX as completely bootstrapped. So we didn't have like a budget for anything. Uh, basically, we just put up a sales page for the conference. And as money came in, we would then put a down payment on a venue or put down payment on an AV team. So it was a little bit scary, but you know, people get buying tickets. And and then when we brought everyone together at that summit, the, the energy was just so strong there. It was bringing together these 300 people that all shared very similar challenges. We're all doing very similar things on a day-to-day -day basis, but they had no idea that everyone else existed and that other people were facing those same challenges. And they had never been in a room together with so many of them in one place. And so that just created such a strong response and it became clear that uh, it was the right time for this and everything kind of just grew from there. So uh, I haven't unfortunately been able to get to the CMX Summit yet, but I hope to make that uh, a priority next year now that I've you know, sort of gotten my feet wet with evangelism and I hope to really grow out the community efforts in my own company at Victor Ops. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what types of speakers, what types of topics um, could we find at that type of a conference? Like what's, um, what am I gonna learn about? Yeah, so the conference is really meant as like high level, if somebody actually explained it as like the TED for community professionals. So um, it's really like the people who have really made stuff happen at these big companies like Airbnb and um, even you know going back to Yelp and the Yelp Elite story in 2004 you'll hear these stories there and um, basically it's meant to inspire and bring people together over these like really amazing stories of what other builders have done so um, what, what are some other great topics I mean there was um, Adam Wehrbach of Yertle who was also the youngest person to run um, the Sierra yeah the Sierra Sierra Club. Sierra Club, yeah. So he actually has an activist background. So it was about how activism and community um, have share a lot of similarities and how you can apply community activism to community building as a professional. Um, so, and it's also about bringing in different types of voices like that. So you won't just hear, uh, you know, other tech stories. It's also about building, or it's also about bringing voices from psychology. We had, um, Dr. David McMillan uh, speak at the very first summit who created the sense of community theory, which is really the backbone, I believe, of all of the work that all of us do every single day as community builders. Um, so he actually spoke at the first summit. That was super cool. We had um, the head of behavioral analysis for the FBI come and talk about how to build trust in your community. Um, and I'm looking back at those talks like once a week probably and all the work that I do. So it's, it's actually super actionable. Um, we had the founder of the FBI's um, 
was that the he was a founder of the behavioral pro program was he yeah uh joe navarro who's also a professional poker player <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he studies nonverbal communication and how uh you can use so like 70 to 80 percent of what you communicate is not words it's your actions and the way you present yourself even online you know the way you write sentences or the way that you um getting really nitty gritty details, like the way you punctuate sentences and how many exclamation points you use, like all of that communicates more than the words themselves. Um, so yeah, so you'll learn like all kinds of allied sort of topics there, um, as well as learning stories from people who have actually been in the trenches building this stuff at tech companies. And um, you know, in the coming year, we plan to bring more people from even more tech companies, nonprofits, media companies, um, just, if someone has an interesting community story to tell, like we want to provide the stage for them to share that information with other people who are doing this work day in and day out. So that's great. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, I, I'm looking forward to getting there. Do we have a date yet for now? I know the, the most recent one wasn't that long ago, but uh, have you looked forward ahead enough to know when you're going to do the next one? Yeah. Next year we'll be doing New York and San Francisco again. Uh, New York will be in uh, kind of like, April, May time, and San Francisco is usually around October, November. Um, so no hard dates yet. We'll be announcing that very soon. Awesome. Well, we'll Thank be sure to share that on uh, on our website. And uh, one of our guests last week was Tim Falls. He's a, actually a good friend of mine that I've known for a while, and uh, he speaks very highly of it and said uh, he's, I think he's been going to at least the, the West Coast one for a number of years. And um, I know he's he spoke conference we posted, actually. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> anything that I trust him. We do too. We love impulse. Yeah. Well, I know the theme this year was community is the future of business. Um, I'd love to dig into that a little bit and just hear what that means on a practical level and how that played out throughout the conference. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of our vision with CMX is that community is the future of business. Uh, it's the trend that we see happening. It's a large part of the reason why all of a sudden community is in the spotlight. Uh, is this idea that companies are becoming more collaborative in the way they create value. So traditionally, companies uh, have to create all the value for their customers or their audience, whereas uh, a community-driven business creates an environment for, uh, for, for people to create value for each other. So they're very, they become community-driven, and we're seeing that happen in every kind of company in, in all different kinds of apartment, departments, whether it's for your product, for support, for marketing. Uh, it's also an entirely new business model, which we see growing with um, crowdfunding, uh, crowdsourced content, collaborative consumption. These are all community-centric businesses. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's our vision is that community is going to continue to grow as the core of business. And, and everything that we're doing in CMX is to support that industry that will be executing on, on that world of building community for business. Yeah, and I'll say too that like, this is imminent now, and maybe wasn't even back in the 90s, um, but now there's a convergence of culturally, like what we're, we're ready for as human beings, and also, especially right now in Western culture with everyone being online, Snapchat, all these different, you know, social apps that we use. Um, there's the convergence between our culture and the technology that's now available and being created for us that was never available before. So, you know, anyone can start a Facebook group um, from anywhere in the world now, especially with internet.org happening. Um, so, 
it's just the convergence of these two things at the same time. It's, it's, it's going to happen. It's just where things are headed right now. And Facebook groups actually like released numbers about a week ago or two weeks ago. They have 925 million users logging in every single month. And that's over 60% of overall Facebook users are using groups. So like imagine how that's going to change over the coming one year, five years, 10 years. It's, it's happening. Which yeah. is like a couple of years ago or yeah, something. Yeah, it's grown. So it's growing really fast. Yeah. People are seeking more community-driven social experiences online. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. And, and I, I would say I, I've seen the same thing over the past, um, I don't know. I haven't really been as, as close to um, for the past, um, I don't know, three years or so. But it does seem that there's this growing way of getting information people are very much about just sort of consuming information in the way they want to consume it they don't want to be fed information they want to develop relationships with the companies that they buy things from uh, i think there's also this idea that um consumers or, or users or whoever aren't quite as uh, brand loyal as they used to be so having this uh, this effort of actually you know it's not just about uh, cutting back on attrition or or, or building up retention, but when you can start to build an actual relationship with the people who either buy your product or use your service or whatever, depending on your business model, um, there seems to be a, a bigger or a better amount of trust. And I think companies are starting to see that. Certainly in the tech area, I think they, they notice that a lot sooner, that it's, um, it's not just a nice to have, it's actually quite a bit more critical these days. Great. <laughs> Going back to the information you were just talking about with Facebook, uh, I'm curious because I mean, reportedly, and this was several years ago when I was more involved in in social media and more responsible for social media. Um, one of the biggest things that people were saying was, you know, Facebook is not where people go to do work; it's where they go to have fun. And so, you know, when you're posting on there, make sure it's it's entertaining and it's engaging and all of those types of things. And so I'm curious, I mean, the, the CMX Hub group on Facebook is incredibly popular and incredibly active. Do you see that as unique to your group or is that just something that's been changing because people are seeking more community with online? That's a really good question. Um, I mean, you know, Facebook is working on like a Facebook at work sort of functionality. Um, I think also community professionals are a special breed of people and that they like they love their work. Their work is what they want to put out into the world as this like almost this the thing that they want to see exist. Um, so there's that. But I think also that just like more people are doing work that they love. And so like it's not a big jump to go from. Um, you know, I'm on Facebook connecting with my friends to I'm on Facebook connecting with people that I want to build things with. So I think that's why like CMX Hub's Facebook group has really taken off is because these people love what they do and they love building things. And so oh, I think we might be having some audio problems. Also, all understand that building in community is how you get stuff done. Creating in a things. Cool. Well, um, 
kind of just going a little bit more on that on the topic of the Facebook group, like I already mentioned earlier, how you know very vibrant it is. I don't know how many members we have in there now, but there's quite a few. And anytime I go into my Facebook timeline and the feed, there's there's always some new stuff in there. And I'm wondering, it seems like David, uh, you you pop in there a lot with just sort of general questions you're asking to the the general um, base of people. Are these questions that um, you have like a, a running queue of things that you're just curious to, to hear people's thoughts on? Or do, do these sort of just come to you and, and you throw them out? Like what's the impetus, the impetus on a lot of these things? I wish I could say I have it all planned out accordingly, but um, there, I think it's both. Uh, we identify things that work and then create um, traditions or, you know, try to make it a regular thing if it works. So there are a couple of things we do, like the welcome thread. Every Monday, I well, I like post this general thread that says, you know, shares a little bit about what, what's going on in the community, and then I say, you know, this is a chance to welcome all of our new members and for our new members to introduce themselves. I tag every single new person who's joined the group personally in the in the post, and I tried that in many different iterations over time, and uh, I mean, it just worked, and so I did it again, and I tried to alter it and make it better over time. So when that kind of thing works, I'll do it again. Um, for specific topics and specific discussion points, I mean, it, honestly, it's like this is what we do day in and day out. Like I live in Bray talking to community professionals. Uh, we spend every day interviewing people, curating case studies, having these discussions, and I'm constantly like inspired and it brings up questions and it almost always like I'll have a spark, like that's a really good question to throw out to the community. So I'll go back to my computer and, and put it out there. Um, and so, you know, I try to create more of a format around that though, so that, you know, I usually post it with like different language. I'll try different stuff, but I usually do like, if it's a debate, I'll post CMX debate and pose the question in a certain way. Um, so I think it's important when something works to have some repetition there. So people know what to expect. Um, if you want to plan out your content strategy, that's a really good thing to do. And again, some areas we do that and then other areas are more on the fly. I think it's probably important to have both so it doesn't feel overly manufactured, um, but you still have that consistency. Awesome. Yeah, it's like I said, it's um, every time I hop in there, it's like, wow, that's a really interesting question. And then you start to see um, some great responses and it, it definitely gets my gears turning and I'm still, uh, you know, very much in the early planning phases of what we're going to do with our community efforts at, at Victor Ops, but I'm, I'm starting to kind of keep a, a, a list of things to keep in mind as I move forward and, and things to not only ask myself, but ask uh, our internal stakeholders and then, um, yeah. So anyway, just, it's, I, I, I had to ask that question because to me, it just seems like you either just come out of thin air or maybe you have this like list and just every once in a while you just drop this, uh, this huge mind blowing question in there. Yeah. I mean, with questions, it's like, I've tried like putting it all into a list before and sometimes I'll use that, but like, there's a reason that things come up at different times, right? Like if it's something that all of a sudden I'm really curious about, there's a good chance that there's a lot of other people that are currently curious about it. Maybe because of, conversations that are happening in other places there's stories that are coming out um but yeah i think it's uh it's important to have that like natural organic flavor to it because that's what makes it feel real yeah and I, just one thing that i know you shared with me a while back is that you discovered that when you post something less as a question and more as like a debate topic like 
here's an engagement tip, um, say something that is controversial. And instead of asking a question of people and like leaving it kind of, you know, up in the air, what do you think about this? Rather say something like, what, what is one of the things that you've said? You're just like, it, community is not necessary for all startups is like an assertion that you'll say and or that you'll make. And then people will be like, jump in and be like, that's not true. How dare you <laughs> assault my like, integrity or, you know? Um, so it's, it's great to take a stance on things. And that's something that we've done from the very start with CMX is we've always taken a stance on what community is on what we believe it should be. It's not social media. We've taken a very strong stance on that. Uh, we actually don't even use the term community manager because we think it's like, it's such a nebulous title. It doesn't really actually explain what anyone does day to day. So like taking a stance on things in your community is a great way to engage people. And also it weeds off people who aren't really quote unquote your people. Um, with any community, you need barriers to inclusion. So um, that's what debates and taking a stance like really does for you. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I, I actually like the fact that you take a stance and say, you know, community managers are not this, or, you know, this is not the only job title and things like that. Um, David, you mentioned earlier, communities in the spotlight. So how do we make sure that it gets the right kind of attention that people understand? It's not, you know, not just social media and, you know, here's, here's what the salary should be. And here's the value that these people add to the community or add to the company as well as the community and here's their job descriptions and things like that like it's getting a lot of attention but how do we make sure that it's getting the right that people are getting the right impressions about it yeah that's a really good question um and that gets to the heart of what we're aiming to do with cmx um our goal isn't to make up what the standards are necessarily but to uh organize all the people who are doing this on a day-to-day -day basis, all the research, all the data behind it, all the psychology studies behind it, and, and bring it together into, uh, into more of a standard so that I think what's important is that all of us who are building community on a day-to-day -day basis, that we are using consistent language, that we are holding ourselves to a higher standard, that we are executing on things in a consistent way so that when somebody asks a thousand different community professionals what they do, how they do it, what their goals are, their answers are all consistent with each other. Uh, and that's what will start to reframe the language and, and businesses' understanding of what it truly means to build community on a professional level. Awesome. Um, well, kind of with that, like, you know, uh, Carrie, you had mentioned you, you shy away from using the term community manager. Um, obviously, there's community leaders. Like, what, what do you kind of like, I guess, suggest um, you call these these roles? And then what, what types of um, things make for a good community person or whatever that role is that we want to give it? Mm, yeah. Um I, there's no one solid answer to that, but there is a solid way to figure out the answer, which is that uh, you look at what business value you're driving as a community professional and you focus the title around that. Like if you're a community, if you're a community manager building community for a company that needs help with support, you are a community support manager. If you are an evangelist, you are a community evangelist. Um, if you are, um, a community manager who focuses on acquisition, uh, then you're like a community marketing manager. Um, if you um, are running 
meetups and small events. You are like a community events manager uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, you look at what value you're driving and you focus and optimize towards that in your role and your title should reflect that. Um, I think the problem with community manager as a title is it doesn't actually tell me what value you're creating in the company. Um, so like if you look at other titles like sales manager, I know that you're, you're responsible for generating revenue or like a marketing manager, you're responsible for acquiring like leads or converting people into paying customers. Um, so I think community needs to be standardized in the same way. So, so it's not quite as simple as saying um, you want to build a community, therefore you're going to manage that effort. So <clears throat> at that point, we need to be a little bit more specific in terms of what building community may mean. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, I mean, especially from a professional standpoint, there is a ton of value in just creating communities in the world that you want to see happen. But if you're being employed to do this um, by a company, you you better damn well know like why you're building that community. Um, if you don't, that's the problem that I'm seeing again and again and again. It's like burning people out in the industry because they feel like they essentially feel worthless in their role because they can't point to like, I drive this xyz metrics and that's why i'm valuable they're like i'm building a community because it's it's good <laughs> mm -hmm. or like i'm building a community because like um i know it'll be good for the business to do this like what does that mean that doesn't really mean anything and so if you can't point to the value you're creating in your company like over time you're just gonna work either you're going to be like me and you're going to work your ass off and like completely burn out or you're just going to like lose all motivation and uh, just like you're going to end up leaving the company. And so um, I think it's really important for us as an industry to understand that, that we need to be driving a specific business value. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's something that's really important and something that um, gets talked about a lot, thankfully, within our sort of industry, if you just want to call it the community industry, is burnout and just keeping that um, sort of at bay. Um, I know personally, I think I'm actually sort of just coming out of a little bit of a burnout mode, um, mostly just due to just extreme amount of travel and speaking engagements. Um, but there's lots of different things that can kind of lead us into this, this mode of apathy and just, I don't, not only do I not want to do anything, I'm not sure I'm, I'm actually making a difference. And there's all kinds of things. You know, burnout is a whole other episode I think we could talk about for 40 minutes or so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but but that a big reason for it is not understanding the value you're creating. So not being able to prioritize your day-to-day -day work. Yeah. So you never feel like you're done ever, ever, ever. Yeah. yeah. No, I completely agree with that. And I think that's perpetuated by our managers not understanding why we're doing what we're doing and the company not understanding why we're doing what we're doing. And it's just, it's a vicious cycle that we really need to break. And I think some companies are finally starting to get to that point and I'm glad to see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, here, here's the thing there. It, it's not up to the companies and the managers to like change their mentality because that's not how the world works. Um, it's up to us. It's up to us as community professionals to create that definition, to set those standards, uh, to, 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 be able to point to the right metrics and you might be, you might do all that and then still find yourself at a company that like just refuses to get it or adopt it. And that's one thing, but it's up to us to treat our work as a discipline, to set standards, um, to communicate what we're working on, why we're working on it and what our limitations are. The problem, like Carrie said is because it's so nebulous, you're kind of doing everything without being able to 
point to any one specific value. And mm -hmm. so you're taking on way too much onto your plate. And when you, when you want to go to your manager and say, hey, like I have too much on my plate, I need to take some stuff off, there's no basis for that. There's no backup to say like, here's what I'm going to focus on and why. So like, yes, companies are, a lot of companies still struggle to understand it. And yes, a lot of managers still have misguided expectations of community professionals, but that's not going to change just because we want it to. It's up to community professionals. Like what we, what we like to say is you're the CEO of community in your company and it's up to you to, to help the business move in the right direction to be community driven. It's not just going to happen unless we take that initi that initiative and, and, and put the right pieces in place. Yeah, those like are great points. Yeah. <clears throat> well, hey, uh, we're getting a little bit close on time, so maybe we, we should sort of start moving into our checkouts. And this is just where we kind of go around and ask our, uh, ask our guests, like, what are some resources that you'd like to share with us? Uh, those could be websites, uh, events, um, uh, blog posts, people that they should be kind of paying attention to. So, uh, David and Carrie, what, what kind of resources and checkouts can you share with us? Okay, I guess I'm first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're actually working right now on, um, basically we've been working for the last two years almost on just creating the best possible content that's out there. So interviewing all these industry leaders. And right now we've learned a ton doing that. And so we're putting together the pieces of like a um, fundamentals of community, like the foundational uh, principles that you need to understand in order to do this from a business standpoint. Um, so we've developed pretty much our own framework for, for doing this. There's like seven pieces of it. It's really official. <laughs> and so, um, we're working on that right now, so I'll be really excited to, to share with you guys um, once we have that live. Um, but in general, other resources to check out, uh, we have our CMX Hub blog. I also highly recommend following um, Evan Hamilton, his community manager breakfast uh, newsletter. And also if you're in the Bay Area or in New York City now, you can attend those events in person. Um, he curates some amazing content for community people. Um, he's also been doing this for a really long time. Uh, meetups um i we also have our cmx series meetups those are in vancouver uh new york uh san francisco we have small ones happening here in seattle where i live um chicago chicago yes yeah so um that'll be more formalized in 2016 but those are great if you're in a city or if you want to start one just send us an email at info at cmxhub.com and we'll get you set up and let you know who else is in your city um, to read, let's see, reading resources. Um, I'm always reading Seth Godin. I think if you ever want like high level inspiration, I always I'm just like, why, why am I doing this work again? And then I read Seth Godin and I'm like, oh yeah, this is all inevitable. And I need to like, <laughs> I need to, you know, pushing on. So, um, yeah, I think those are all should keep you going. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else can I add? Uh, we have a couple ebooks. Um, we have one that's on uh, content strategy for community professionals, written by uh, Clem Ayum, who's right here. <laughs> um, and uh, we have a guide to community platforms ebook as well. If you're looking for what tool to use for your community, um, you can download that. Those are both free. Um, CMX Summit, obviously, we're doing two a year um, in the U.S. Um, Another good newsletter to read is Sarah Judd Welsh's oh, yeah. um, Community Is. 
Um, so it's community that is right is a website. Um, another really good like curation of different resources. Each one has a really good theme, and Sarah's been doing this for a really long time and has unique perspectives on it. Um, and a good book, uh, read The Culting of Brands by Douglas Atkin. He's um, he ran community for Meetup um, and for Airbnb. Uh, he spoke at CMX Summit and was one of the highest rated speakers we ever had. And he wrote this book a while back called The Culting of Brands, which basically dug into how this trend was starting to form a while back. And, and he just got such a good perspective on like how cults work and the psychology behind communities. And he brings that all into like what that means to brands. So it's very relevant today. I thought of another book too while you were talking. <laughs> um, Simon Sinek's Start With Why. I mean, that's the foundational idea behind all great communities is the why of yeah. what you're doing. So if you, and if you only have 10 minutes, watch his uh, TED Talk because it sums it up really, really well. Fantastic. Thank you so much. That's a great list of resources and this has been amazing conversation. So I really appreciate both of you taking the time to join us today. Of course. Thanks for fun. having us. Yeah, you guys, uh, you know, we'll definitely love to have you back on the show. These things go way too fast. It feels like we're just starting to scratch the surface of uh, really important topics and, and conversations. So uh, we're going to take everything that you've shared with us, and we'll be sure to add that into our show notes and um, share everything uh, that you've given us in terms of great information. And, um, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll run into each other very soon. I definitely would like to make it out to uh, CMX Summit. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And you just reminded me, like, if you want to continue to have these conversations all the time, we spoke about the group earlier. That's one of the best resources you can join right now. If you just search for CMX Hub on Facebook, you'll find the group, and um, you're all welcome. And that's where that's where a lot of these conversations are continuing to happen. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks again. Uh, that's it for this episode of the Community Pulse. And I'm your co-host, Mary Thingval. I'm at Mary underscore Grace on Twitter. And I'm Jason Hand, at Jason Hand on Twitter. And we'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye.